Welcome back. This is the Mustra and Hokanui for a Tuesday afternoon. Bryce McKenzie, co-founder of Groundswell New Zealand. The song is Red, Red Wine. The argument could be that people up in Wellington at the moment are being a bit drunk with power as we try and sort a new coalition government. Bryce, good afternoon. Welcome to the Muster. Good afternoon, Andy. How are you? Probably a little bit more settled than certain political parties up in Wellington as they try and get a bit of certainty looking forward. I guess, Andy, that um, you know a lot of people are complaining about how long it's taking them, but um, it's better to do it once and get it right. And uh, it's going to take a while to actually turn a lot of this rubbish that we're putting up with to turn it back. And I guess they need to all be on the same page so they're not fighting one another when it comes to going through some of this legislation that's already gone through. So let's hope that... Um, They've got all the nuts and bolts in the right places and they can just crank ahead and get some of the stuff wound back. So you're pretty content with the way the process is happening up in Wellington at the moment? Oh, look, Andy, and I know you're in media, but, well, you're an exception. You don't go around stirring like some of these others. But I thought that was quite pertinent. Uh, I think it was Winston Peters that said that like a pack of dogs, they need feed at four o'clock every day, and if you haven't got something for them, they just keep yapping at you. And I mean, it's, there's some truth in that because they're all there's no news because nobody's everybody's been keeping mum on the, what's going on, so they're not getting what they need to actually get out there. And uh, you can, I mean, you've got to give them a little bit of credit for staying silent because. You know, this is to do with people that have been voted in there and they're trying to stand best by those people that put them in there. And, I mean, it's not the place to actually have these coalitions worked out in public. Let's, let's get let's give them a bit of an opportunity to get it sorted. Winston Peters is interesting, though, the fact that he just blanks the media full stop. Do you not think it would be in his interests, Bryce, to actually give it, throw him a bone, so to speak? It could be, Andy. I mean, I guess he's been uh, maligned and probably in times a bit misrepresented. I'm sure that's the way he probably feels anyway. So he's obviously just now decided the best way to do it is just to say nothing. So I don't know. Yeah, everybody goes about it a different way, don't they? So we've been a few weeks now since the election. We all know that. But from a groundswell perspective, Bryce, What's been happening in the interim? Is it a case of just wait and see like everybody else before you plan a next move and see what this new government does actually repeal? Look, we've, we've been very proactive, Andy, at, at getting on to the political parties that are going to be in power. Uh, we've sent them letters to uh, ask them to actually look pretty quickly at what is happening in the agricultural industry and get some stuff turned back before it's too late. So we have been proactive doing that. We've sent uh, letters to all the uh, uh, farming uh, MPs, no matter what party, um, whether it be uh, a New Zealand First National or ACT. Um, we want to meet with all them if we can. Um, some of them are keen for that, so we'll see what happens. Um, look, there's some good things happening, Andy, and, and I've been really encouraged reading some of the stuff Federated Farmers are putting out um, and good on them, but they're really taking a stand, uh, especially against the National Policy Statement on fresh water, which, of course, is the reason that Groundswell exists because that, that's why we got started, because of how ridiculous it was. 
And, uh, you know, we've got a couple of three changes in that, the sowing dates and the tugging and that sort of thing. And I, I, when I say we, that was the farming industry did because a lot of people stood against that. But there was lots more in it that was going to actually be a problem. And those things are really coming to light now with the new district plans that are coming out um, and likes of Targa Regional Council and Northland's plans. On, and, of course, you can see it in the Gore district plan. But um, there's some real fish hooks in there, Andy, that are going to be a problem for farming in the future. I think what Northland's 40% of their um, uh, land, 250,000 hectares, is uh, going to have to be consented to be farmed on. So this is how ludicrous it's starting to get. I'll just go back to a comment you said before. You'd messaged all the rural MPs and majority of them seemed keen to be in touch with Groundswell. Is there one party or any parties in particular that aren't as forthcoming as the others in regards to dialogue? No, probably not so much parties. There's one or two people, and uh, uh, without naming any names, there's the odd one or two people that haven't responded, but by and large, uh, uh, you wouldn't say it's a party thing at all. As far as Fonterra coming out saying they want a 30% reduction in on-farm emissions, Westpac coming out, I think the figures are like 9% for sheep, 10% for cows, or dairy farms regarding on-farm emissions too. What do we make of all this? Well, look, Andy, everybody's getting on the bandwagon and this thing's got its own momentum now and it's going to be really difficult to stop. There's so much money involved. Um, you know, you start wondering about the accountancy side of measurements because, um, you know, there's so many people wanting different things. I guess if you can meet the Fonterra one, then you're going to be right for the Westpac one. It, it just seems to be so gimmicky. But what they tend to forget is there's this is actually causing harm to people and you know, I know of people and they've come to me and said, if you're doing a radio interview, can you please talk about the fact that some of us are really hurting, that we're actually going to be, well, one's got his farm on the market, and another one said that, you know, if this continues, I'm, I'm going to have to get out. So there's a real cost to all that's happening, Andy, and because um, they, all they can see is there's more red tape and regulations and no extra income from it. It's just uh, an added cost on top of what they're already doing. But I'd like to know how Westpac got their 9% for sheep farmers regarding emissions. Where do they get that figure from? Yeah, no, look, that's a really good question, Andy, and, and that, that's what I'm meaning. That it seems to be uh, uh, fashionable and gimmicky to be doing these things without actually having any uh, uh, sound basis in science to be doing it. We well, had Bernadette Hunt on the show just before, Bryce, talking about the Gore District plan, which has snuck up on a lot of people. And it just, basically, this is, this is going to be a blueprint for a lot of other areas in New Zealand regarding what goes on here as well. There, there's concern all over the board, and this is one area in particular. Yeah. Yes, Andy. I, I mean, it is a major concern because we're all dealing with things that historically we've never had to even think about. So that puts a stress on you for a start. And um, I guess the big thing is if, if you're going to have to get a consent to do something, it's going to cost you. And that's the worrying thing with all the new things that are happening. They mostly have come under a consenting regime. So therefore you have to pay. 
And I know we were talking off here, you know, about the number of people in the Targa region, especially in the West Targa Valley, that have been served with... Um, uh, they weren't basically infringement notices. They were warning that uh, they were... Um... Educational letters. <laughs> that, was a, that was a terminology in the email. Right, educational letters, which was, I guess is basically saying you're on the verge of breaking the law this year or you already are. If you don't want to get uh, fined next year, uh, go and get your consent. And, and that's exactly what I'm saying is happening, that, that you can't do anything now without a consent. So you pay for a piece of paper that says that uh, you, you can do something, whereas we've always said that if people are not mitigating their um, footprint or their environmental damage, if they're not doing something to mitigate it, then yes, they do deserve to actually be cautioned or in the worst instances, perhaps fined. But if people are setting out to put in the right buffers, do everything right so that they're not causing a problem to the environment, it shouldn't matter what they're actually doing, they shouldn't actually have to worry about it. And it's just common sense, Andy. Bryce McKenzie of Groundswell, New Zealand. Always good to get your thoughts. Yeah, cheers, Andy. Thanks, listeners. Bryce McKenzie out of Groundswell, New Zealand. Tuesday afternoon, up next from Environment Southland, Rose Hanley-Nichols. She is Predator-Free Southland Coordinator. What is Predator-Free Southland? Let's find out. Mm-hmm.